Welcome to the Teacher's Podcast, in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone and thank you for joining us. In this episode, I interviewed Nathan Ashman of St Wilfrid's Church of England Academy all about using iPads in the classroom. Nathan has a secondary school background, but he was delivering a session for primary school teachers at the Lead Learn Lanks 2019 CPD event in Bury, and so I grabbed in to get some more ideas about how you could be using iPads more effectively in your classrooms to lessen your workload and to enhance learning. Let's get to the interview. So Nathan, thank you so much for joining me on the Teachers Podcast today. You're welcome. Um, We are at Lead Learn Lanks 2019. Um, So I've got about five podcast interviews lined up. So thank you for being the first one today. Um, So we're going to talk about technology in the classroom, but I thought it would be really helpful if you could just give me a backstory of how you got into teaching, what you've done in teaching so far, just so we know who you are. No problem. Well, actually, I wasn't going to go into teaching. Um, When I left university, um, I went to be a sabbatical officer, so I was sort of like the vice president of our students' union, um, and thought, what do I do in my life after that? Mm -hmm. I studied um, theatre, film and TV at uni, um, and then was doing a bit of rugby coaching. And um, some of the coaches there said, oh, you're really good with kids. So I thought, mm. how about I'm going to teaching? And actually, I applied to go into primary teaching at first. Okay. Um, however, I also wrote a letter to my old school, said, I fancy going to teaching. They said, actually, we've got a vacancy for media teaching now. Right. Come on down and then we'll train you up on the job. Wow. And we'll employ you as an unqualified teacher. So I did my, um, um, I can't what it's called now, employment-based training. Yeah, yeah. Um, with them down in Kent. In 2005 mm-hmm. uh, so, so I trained in English and media at secondary mm-hmm. school um, and then as my career progressed I became head of film and media school in Oldham yeah. um, from there I got an interest in new technology and how it could improve things in the classroom mm-hmm. and then sort of went to specialize in that and I've now been at two schools as a lead teacher for new technologies and I've been at my current school for um, five years that's amazing so obviously we had a chat beforehand and um, you told me that your children um, at your school, they all have an iPad, which is amazing. It's, I feel like I could totally get on board with that. Um, but why are you so passionate about children having an iPad? Well, I think having technology in their hands, which they're used to having, if you, if, if you like. So um, students these days are used to using mobile phones, used mm-hmm. to using iPads and tablets at home. Yeah. Um, so bringing that into the classroom setting, they're already sort of, we call them digital natives, if you like. They're already used to using that technology, yeah, but yeah. it's teaching them to use it for some, something more positive and productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that brings real benefits. First of all, um, every student in the classroom um, can respond to the teacher instantly. And in terms of things like assessment, um, you, can, you can gauge their understanding in a really, really quick way, um, better than you could without the technology. Because I've, I've got a real sort of... Um, I'd say a passion for using the technology where it's purposeful and has real meaning. There's no point in using it if um, it doesn't actually improve anything that you're doing. So in terms of something like assessment, where you can instantly see 
what the kids, where the kids are at, what they're doing, what their understanding is like in terms of assessment for learning. Mm. Um, it's a really, really useful tool for the teacher to then be able to plan and move, move things forward. So how much are they used in, in lessons then, these okay. iPads? So sometimes it might be used for five minutes of a lesson, maybe for a quick starter activity. Um, sometimes it might be used for the entire lesson. It just depends what they're doing. Um, we don't sort of prescribe to our teachers, this is what you must do. And mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to sort of also get away from, let's have an iPad lesson. Let's get the, you know, let's, uh, let's get okay, the devices yeah, out. Yeah. It's more of, a, um, more of a fluid thing. Right, okay, kids, we're going to use this. Get your right, iPads yeah. out. Or, however, oh, sorry, an another scenario could be, um, right, students, I'd like you to complete this task. Then the students may also ask, can I get my iPad out to do my task on that? Right, so they can choose then. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I like that. Some teachers are more responsive to that, to that than others. Yeah. Um, but it becomes part of their toolkit, part of their pencil case, you know. Um, it's just another, another um, tool to use in the, in the classroom. Yeah. Um, and what we try and do is to prepare students to, for that. So the students have an um, iPad induction, right, okay. um, two-day iPad induction. Yeah where all the learning is about how to use the iPad in a safe way yeah. and also how to use it in a productive way in the classroom. So they then can go into any lesson in the school and be prepared to, to use it for whatever task the teacher wants them to. Yeah. Um, with, we also have to obviously train the teachers as, as well. Yeah, yeah. I like what you said about them being able to choose because I think, well, I suppose obviously you're in secondary school and, and it's quite a responsible thing, but definitely, you know, upper key stage two could, could make that choice because that's what we do as an adult, isn't it? You know, we decide whether we're going to use the iPad like... I always bring my iPad for my notes, but I like to type it up on the laptop because it's easier. But obviously, this is much better for the podcast. Well, well, students are so creative. So if you're saying to a student, okay, I want you to demonstrate the, um, the water cycle to me, they could probably draw it on paper. Yeah. Um, but a lot of students could probably animate it um, using, yeah. using an iPad and use, yeah. using, using apps on there. Um, apps that the teacher might not even know about. Perhaps, exactly. Yeah. So why not give the students that autonomy to, to, to choose to do that? Or they can make a little video uh, yeah. in iMovie. Yeah. Um, and students are already making videos at home. You know, the, the top job, if you go into a class full of year six students and say to them, um, what do you want to be? Mm. The, the, the most popular job will probably be a YouTuber. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, I've talked about that on the podcast before. Right. Um, yeah, and I th when I think back... Um, so I was in the days of, you know, PowerPoint had just been released and I did make PowerPoints at home. I made PowerPoints do what then they brought in later because nothing would ever yeah. fly out. So I'd come up with creative ways and I don't know why I did that. But if I were in school now, I'd be that kid who goes home and makes a video about it because it's just fun. Exactly. And as a teacher, I used to teach them stop motion animation. We can actually do stop motion animation on, on a keynote presentation on an iPad quite yeah. easily, or you can use a stop motion app on there to do to do something similar. Um, and often the kids, some kids in the class will be doing that at home. So it's about giving the kids um, the opportunity to to show show their creativity, yeah. and and having a multimedia device in front of them, which has got a camera, it's got a voice recorder. You can take a photo, and you can combine all those elements as well in interactive books. Yeah. Well, um, why not use that? You know, why not harness that technology? Because not only um, is that making them um, think about a variety of, of skills mm. in terms of um, the metacognition and what should they use for what, yeah. but also um, preparing them for life after school as well. Yeah. Because they may have to yeah. go into a situation where their boss says, right, I want you to create a project on X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. And then they know how to do it and they've got the skills to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So these iPads then, so we've talked about um, maybe using different apps. Are they, are they locked down then? Or are they allowed to download apps that they want? 
Um, a, bit, a little bit of both, to be honest with you. So we, we, lo- we locked them down with um, sort of uh, our key core apps mm-hmm. um, to start with. It's then up to the parents whether they want to allow them to download other apps. Right, okay. Also, we, we are quite fluid in that. If the teacher throughout the year discovers an app that they want to have onto the iPad, we can then sort of assess it and say, first of all, how much does it cost? Can yes, we can we yes. afford it? But also, how valid is it for the classroom? We can then roll that out across all the iPads in the academy. So what happens well. then, because I've kind of heard a little bit about it, is it where the school purchases it and then all of them update? That's exactly right, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's insane. Like, what are the kind of costs for one app? Well, well, it depends. To be honest with you, the only, the only app which we uh, actually buy is Book Creator. Right. All the rest are free. Oh, wow. Um, now, there are, other sort of, there are some apps which you can sort of pay for the pro version of. Yeah. Um, however, um, we'd, unless you actually need the pro tools um, for a specific reason, we don't, don't need to do that. Yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm probably lying a little bit. We, use, we pay for Book Creator. We also pay for um, uh, Firefly which isn't necessarily an app, it's more of a learner management system. Right, okay. Where, so our students that have paper planners, they, they organise oh, all their, their work on their iPad. Yeah, so, that makes so much sense. We have calendars on our phones, don't we? Exactly. So we as teachers will set the homework via Firefly. Mm. They can check it off on there. The, the parents also have a Firefly account, so they can check what homework the, the students have got. Yeah. So then we encourage the parents to have that conversation, or oh, you haven't done your homework yet, let's tick it off. It's not just a, a homework tool, it's about also organising um, their classroom learning as well. So you can send them digital resources. So rather than saying, you know, print, go into the photocopier and printing off yeah, 30 yeah. pages or whatever, mm. you can say, right, go on Firefly, I've sent you this resource, have a scan yeah, through it. They can, PDF, yeah. they can annotate it, they can highlight it on their, their device, and then they can use it for written work. Yeah. One of the sort of the key things we say within the, uh, my school is that um, we complement traditional learning methods with technology. So they're not yeah. just using the technology for everything mm-hmm. yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> because they have to sit an exam with oh, a pen course, in their hand yeah. and paper. And it's still a really useful skill. And, and you know, as a resource company, that's something that we think about a lot. And and one of the, the reasons why we're kind of stuck is that children in primary school don't have an iPad each. Because if they did, it would be amazing. We would just like, they'll print it out. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, you know, and we'd just arrange them differently. But do you think, I mean, obviously, I don't know how much you visit primary schools, but do you think that uh, secondary schools are much better at um, using the technology and kind of preparing the students and treating them more in a way that adults use technology in their lives? There's a difference. So with what you find in secondary schools is that the using the technology is all geared around um, how the students can be independent in their academic studies in terms of I've sent you this video that I've made mm-hmm. on um, something to do with science. Um, go and look at that and then come, come to the classroom ready to go with that knowledge in your head. So it's kind of like that flipped learning process. Yes, yes. Um, so they, they might use GCSE pod, for instance, to listen to yeah. a pod, watch this podcast and listen to this podcast and then um, do this test on it. So it's a lot geared around assessment, really. Um, what I'd say in terms of primary schools that I've been to and worked with it's more to do with the creative application of their understanding. So um, whereas in primary schools, you've got a bit more um, room, if you like, to create a video, mm. create a presentation on something. Um, you can then go through the learning process and then they just they use that device to, for creative application of mm. work. You can still use it for assessment and things at primary school, but um, the creative application of work isn't done as much, let's say GCSE level, maybe at key stage three, 
Um, but GCC, because it's, you know, you've got to get your head down, got to get your mind on your studies, it's used mu much yeah. more for um, assessment. Yeah, thank you. Um, obviously, iPads are really expensive, <laughs> really expensive. Um, I was looking it up the other day because um, we're going to be setting up a foundation which is going to provide iPads or, or other Brilliant. technologies. Um, what do you think? Is it worth shelling out to get an iPad or can you do some of these things, say, like on an Amazon Fire tablet? You definitely can um, because more and more the kind of the, the app, um, if you like, is, is kind of disappearing from some devices. It's more to do with... Um, an online presence. So you've got an online website, which will do the same as that an app can right, do. Right, device agnostic. Yeah, exactly. All I'd say is that with an iPad, it's much more user friendly to be able to sort of yes. go from one app to to another. Yeah. To share, to collaborate on work, um, to to share work from one device to another, mm. um, and because you've got this that multimedia device, um, and it's it's you know they are designed to be um, get them out of the packet and you can just use them. Um, so that's why we've gone for iPads. Mm. Now, yes, um, there is an expense there. Our parents um, pay a certain price per month, mm -hmm. and then after three years, the device is theirs to take home. Okay. Um, but how often do they have to replace that because technology moves on so fast? Very, very true. That's why we have like a three-year scheme. And then after that year, we then offer um, a buyback scheme where if the iPad's in really good condition, they can trade that iPad in, and then they can get the value of that against the cost of a new again. device. Yeah, um, because like you say, it does change change very, very quickly. Yeah. And do they have to have a certain type? Like, does everyone have like an iPad mini or...? We just say it has to be able to run um, iOS, sort of like iOS 12, if you like. So not the latest operating system, yeah. but the, the one that just, just before. Because some apps then do, do become defunct because they don't work on this older operating systems. So do some children already have an iPad and they don't go on the scheme and they just bring it? That's right. So we have sort right. of like three options. You can either um, buy a device through the school scheme. You can bring in your own device. Mm -hmm. Or if some parents don't want to um, purchase a device or they can't, we can then have a lo loan devices, which we have in, in school. Yeah. And the student picks it up every day and then takes it back at the end of the day. Right, they don't take it, home. To take it home. No. And, you know, that's not the... If I could sort of like... In the perfect world, yes, they could take it home because taking the learning home from the classroom... You is know, one of the reasons for them, having it. Is great, yeah. But there's ways around it. Like I yeah. said before, most people who create an app have got a website or, yeah. so, or yeah. somewhere on the cloud they can save some work. Also, it's difficult, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, it's so saleable. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you, I can completely understand why you don't send them home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, you know, I've worked in two, two schools now over the sort of past six years uh, running these iPad schemes and never had the device stolen. Which is amazing. That's yeah. absolutely amazing. Devices have been broken, and we yeah. have sort of like a repair and admin sort of side side of it. Yeah. Not many, to be honest with you, because the cases are really good. Um, good. But yeah, we've never had a device stolen. Um, I don't know why, but it's, it's, that's, it's great. That's it's, it's really good, though. That is really good. Um, so obviously they're so expensive, um, and I know that the funding's relative, but um, secondary schools, because they've got more students, they end up with a bigger pot of money. Um, are there any funding pots? That you know of that that primary schools could tap into to get them because I think not very many primary schools even have a class set of iPads. Yeah, and a class set's great actually, um, but Rocket Fund is is something I have heard about. Right now, okay. because obviously the way we, we run our scheme, I haven't had to sort of mm -hmm. um, do that. But so I haven't got loads of uh, loads of um, details about it. But it's something that um, primary school teachers could definitely have a look at. Rocket Fund. Um, 
Again, I don't know exactly how it works, but they've definitely put money there. I think um, they'll sort of like match some of the fundraising that you do at school. Right, okay, brilliant. Um, and then you can buy some devices. So it's worth looking at. Yeah. Um, we'll research that and put it in the show notes. Thank you. Okay. Um, okay, then. So have you got any ideas of how a teacher listening now could use iPads or that kind of technology to reduce their workload? First, yeah, definitely. Um, and marking is one is one of them for me especially um i teach english and i also teach uh, a level media as well mm-hmm. and the mark mark load is just, just massive there's a lot of writing in there is a lot of writing and i've got you've got to read every single word yeah and you're not always just marking for sort of like spag you know you're marking for their understanding as well so you've got to read absolutely everything um so i use audio feedback um which is basically you um you scan a qr code mm-hmm. Uh, it comes up with a little sort of like recorder on your iPad or, or even on a mobile phone. Yeah. You uh, record your voice. Mm. You can pause it and um, start, start it again. So I might sort of like stop on the kid's work, put point number one in pen on their yeah. work, but then record point number one. That's yeah. what they need to do. Pause it, go to point number two and do that throughout the whole piece of work um, and then hand it back to them. Now, the great thing about that is it saved my time because yeah. I haven't had to sort of go through it with loads of pen. Yeah. Much quicker to talk than it is to write. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the um, big, biggest benefit is then the student because the student can hear my personalised feedback to them yeah. and they can then action that feedback straight away. They can also hear your intention, I guess, as well because you read it in your own voice, don't you, rather mm. than your voice and, and they'll hear the sentiment behind it. Exactly. And I can explain theories, I can explain concepts, I can rephrase sentences for them, this would sound better. Yeah. And then when they come to then sort of red pen it, if, we, if you like, yeah. um, they can enaction that straight away. And yeah. the students have found it really, really helpful. So not only does it save me time, but the feedback becomes much more useful and beneficial for the students. So what do you do then? Do you sort of record it and then upload it to their area or something so they can listen? Or So that's that same QR code that I've scanned. Mm. Um, the student, I give that to the student. The right, student okay. then scans the QR code, headphones in. And they can hear it. Wow. And, and the great thing is it's there for like five years. So if they can they, go back and listen to it. Exactly. They can pause it. They can, they, they can go back and listen to it. When they're doing their revision, yeah. put the headphones in again, have a listen to it. Another thought. Um, obviously, I'm assuming that's when they've written it down. Do they ever type any of the work up sort of on their iPad? Or? Yeah, they do. And again, that's, that's, that makes things a bit quicker as well. And can you, um, can you get it to talk to you? So you don't have to read it. Yes, you, you can. can. Just listen to it. Yes, you can. Yeah, and so there's various different apps out there. Yeah. The app we use yeah. in terms of Firefly, um, students can submit the work electronically. Now that could be a piece of written work, it could be a video, it could even be a, a voice note. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to get students to write everything. You know, explain to me the the uh, what, the um, life the water cycle. Yeah. You know, in audio, what you can then do is give them some feedback um, through audio or through video. Yeah. Or you can write it if you want to as well. So having that device in front of you just gives you all those options which you didn't have before. Yeah. I have to say, even at Classroom Secrets now, because we do have people who, who work from home and they don't come in the office that much, and we find video a really helpful way. Um, rather than sort of writing an update, I can just quickly do a video. Everybody can see exactly what it was with the same intention as everybody else. And you just fire it out, update in five minutes. It's amazing. And you do find more and more teachers um, in their, their own social lives, they'll make little videos for their friends, whatever, put them on social media. Yeah. So 
um, younger teachers, I would say, become uh, more um, comfortable and be in front of camera. Yes, yes. So use that, you know, make videos for your students. They'd much rather hear it from you than they would from someone else that they yeah. don't know. And I guess as well, if there's certain things that are um, quite difficult, they, in fact, actually, I used to be a secondary teacher as well. Um, and I taught performing arts, so we're from a, from a similar ilk. Um, but what I did is the changing rooms were quite far away from the dance studio. So I used Audacity and I actually did about five different warm-ups and I did a voiceover um, and I taught them the, um, the routine. And then when they knew it, because it kind of, and it was like, you know, and grapevine to the left and grapevine to the right. And they'd just do it. And I could go off and, and lock the changing rooms and everything. It was, it was great. Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, you could do that. If you had to teach the same geography lesson five times, you could do a video. So you only had to deliver it once. Yeah, there is that. And, and, yeah. and I think some people would say that the role of a teacher is changing in that sense as well. Yeah. Because there's so much knowledge out there, not just mm -hmm. through video, but also just to go on the internet and, and find things out. Um, sometimes if you do the, that flip learning method where the students have learned the, the, the content at home, yeah. the teacher might then become more of a facilitator. But there's, I don't think there's any replacing a teacher in the classroom, even, even if you've made a little video. No, no, because that's when you could use the opportunity to go around or you could give other students feedback or something. Exactly. Absolutely. But in come back to that other point you said about the video as well. We had a dance teacher um, who really embraced the use of um, video in her classroom. So mm. she would video herself doing a routine. Um, the students would learn it. The students would then um, video themselves doing a routine and they would upload their videos. Um, it's called Huddle Technique, the app, um, to this Huddle Technique. She would then go on there and not only could she watch a video, she can pause the video. She can then draw on the video and say, um, your legs are not quite straight here or your yeah, toes yeah. aren't pointed here. So I'm, I'm not a dance teacher. Yeah, no, that's anyway, correct. Though, but, yeah. but she, she could then draw lines on it and say, yeah. well, you should be over here. Um, this yeah. technique isn't quite right. It's amazing. And then send it back to them. Yeah. And then they could then watch that and give, a, give, give feedback on that and then alter it for next time. So mm -hmm. it's just using technology in really smart ways yeah. to make life easier for yourself. Absolutely. The only thing is that some of the teachers find, the, find it an obstacle straight away because they're thinking, I can't use this. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my job to try and get alongside them and make that process a bit easier. And yeah. not just sort of like say, this is how you do it. Bye-bye. See you later. Yeah. It's, yeah. This is how you do it. And come back to me if you've got any issues or problems yeah. and we can work your way through it. And I guess with those uh, teachers as well, it's, it's, it's small steps, isn't it? It's like, right, well, let's embrace this technology first and let's work towards that. And then when we've got that, then we'll do this. Whereas exactly. I imagine some teachers will just come in and go, yeah, I can do it all. Yeah. That, that doesn't faze me. This is normal. This is my life. That's right. And it, but it's also finding that one thing with each individual teacher that's going to um, sort of spark their interest and think, mm -hmm. actually, that's a, that's a problem I had and that's the solution for it. Yeah. And even when I do my training with new staff, I might go through sort of um, six, seven different apps mm -hmm. over the space of two hours. Um, but then I'll say... I don't expect you to use all of these apps next week. Yes, <laughs> Just yes. take one thing today that you've thought, actually, that's a really good idea for me in my classroom yeah. and um, become a master of that. And then perhaps you can move to something else. Yeah. So talking about that in terms of quick wins, really, um, if a teacher's listening, um, what, what quick win kind of ideas have you got that they could just try that are not going to cost a lot of money that's going to be effective? Okay. If you've got a classroom full of, let's say... Um, tablets or even uh, laptops. Okay, like a class uh, um, like a class set that gets sent around and yeah, the book out, yeah. Yeah, so the, so the class can, can get on those straight away. Mm -hmm. You've then um, 
every single student then has the opportunity to give you their ideas mm-hmm. in an instant with certain different apps. So you can use something like Socrative, um, which is one that I use quite a lot. There is a pro version, but I tend to use the free version. But with, with that, there's a short answer function on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask the, the class a question verbally, or you can type it up, type it in and send it to them. They can all answer instantly. Mm-hmm. Now, what that does for me is, first of all, the little quiet kid at the back of the classroom who doesn't often put their hand up, yeah. I can see their ideas. Not only that, I can share their ideas with the rest of the class. Yeah. So let's say you want the students to do some creative writing, but mm-hmm. some students are really struggling with how to start their sentences. Um, let's ask the whole class an idea about how, how we can start this, this sentence. The other students then can use their ideas. So they've got a computer in front of them, but they've also got their exercise book. Mm. They've got all the class's ideas about whatever you just said yeah. and they can then learn from that and they can and they yeah. can then start to form their own ideas so it's using the technology to okay initially it's quite isolated you're by yourself on your own computer yeah but then using it collaboratively to then produce your work what i like about that is it's transferable you know it's not it's not for a specific subject it could be used across anything and, and i think you're right you know that that child at the back who was very quiet and didn't say anything it's it's not that they didn't want to share anything it's that they don't know whether it's right and if the teacher can see that it is right, that's when they share it. Exactly. Um, because it's not that they didn't want the work shared, they just didn't know it was correct. Yeah, and they only want the a, correct answer shared. Lacking a little bit of confidence sometimes, those yeah. kind of students, yeah. yeah. Um, and obviously as a teacher, you still need to make sure you address misconceptions and say, actually, you know, I'm not going to send out wrong answers to, to all the kids in the classroom. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's just another way of sort of like, um, if you like mind mapping or having a collaborative space where you can work. And it's not just, there's other apps out there as well. There's one um, called Answer Garden, um, which is basically just a QR code. Mm -hmm. You scan it and then a student can then write in whatever you've asked them to write in. And it comes like a bit of like a, um, a, I don't know what to call it, a bit of word art. Right, yeah. Um, Yeah. And higher frequency words then appear a little bit larger. Um, but those are really easy things to do, yeah. um, quick quick things to do. You've got to sort of get your head around the, the software and make an account and all that stuff yeah, first yeah. of all. Uh, but once you've done that, it's really, really easy to do and quick. Yeah, and I guess that's something, you know, you could have that a few times a week and, and it's just drip feeding that technology in, in the classroom, isn't it, um, as you start. And the good thing is you mentioned that you can use that on an, um, a laptop because lots of schools tend to just have laptops. Um, that's usually the only IT they have now. Often a lot of schools don't have um, IT suites anymore. They just have laptop trolley. Yeah. Um, okay, so if you could wave a magic wand, I ask everyone this question, it's a difficult one. If you could wave a magic wand to solve the life work balance problem for teachers, what would you do? I would stop time. Yes. <laughs> that's the correct answer. <laughs> um, for a few different reasons, obviously, you can have a bit more time to rest. Yeah. At the same time, um, one of the sort of toughest parts of my job is is find the time to do teacher training. Yeah. You know, I'd love to be by the side of every single teacher yeah. in their classrooms and help them along the way with, with technology, but I can't do that. So if I can stop time and have, have that chunk of time to say, right, we're really going to get some training done. Yeah. Um, we're going to go go away, do what you need to do, come back to me, we'll stop time again and we'll see how you're getting on with it. That would be yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And you do do training on a consultant's basis as well, don't you? Yeah, I do, yeah. So um, I'm here today at Leadland Lanks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not, not getting paid for today. Um, <laughs> just here as a, a freebie, but I'm actually talking about audio feedback yeah, and alternative okay. feedback today. Um, but I also do other work. I work with the Premier League. Um, I'm, I'm an Apple Distinguished Educator. Mm-hmm. So um, I often get to go to their sort of big conferences globally. So in, in Texas a couple of years ago. Wow, that's um, And did a bit of a talk there as well on, on sort of what's going on in my classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so... 
I do find it really useful to work with other teachers in all sorts of different contexts. Yeah. Um, and also to learn from, learn from other teachers as well as they can learn from me. Um, but, but yeah, I'm doing some work half term with the Premier League um, with their sort of academies, different clubs. Um, just thinking about how to use the technology best in the classroom in the most meaningful and purposeful ways. Mm -hmm. I think um, when you say about training, it's to me, all these, it's such a massive thing that it needs constant training, doesn't it? Um, you know, it'd be great if every school had one of you where in staff meetings, you know, it's like, right, we're going to look at this app now and this is how we could use it in the, in the classroom and you've got four weeks to give it a go and then another four weeks. Right, now we're going to try and embed this one. It's just drip feeding, isn't it? But I think it is something that we just need a lot of training on. Um, like this is good practice, basically. Yeah, and that's and what I try to do is to make little videos because mm -hmm. I don't always have that time to do, that, do those trainings. That's a really so. good idea. And you can go back to it as well. Exactly. Yeah. And that's often like little quick wins, like we talked about before, or it might be something a bit more detailed. Mm -hmm. And then staff can then go to back to those videos and think, actually, I need to try this, give this a go. How do I do this again? Yeah, I definitely love that. And in fact, that's something we do with our training. We do videos so that, as well, so you don't have to have it delivered um, so many times and you can go back to it when you need to it and, and uh, watch it when you want to. Um, okay, so that was a tricky question. Um, who was your favourite teacher at school and why? My favourite teacher was a guy called Mr Singh. Um, I did performing arts as well at school and he was my performing arts teacher. Um, funny actually, sometimes he was just such a, a funny character. He'd walk into like the dance studio and he'd just be sat there in the middle of the dance studio like this. <laughs> and he'd hear you come in and he'd be like, Mr Singh, and he'd go, <laughs> just open one eye and close it again. <laughs> <laughs> and he just had to give him a minute and then he'd, he'd finish doing whatever he was doing and then he'd say right guys okay do we what, what, what we do yeah what are we doing today but not just that um obviously that he was, was quite, getting, getting ready for your lesson yeah that was, obviously, <laughs> obviously that was quite funny um it did sort of calm us all down a little bit as well yeah. but um he was also just so encouraging and um i remember just him giving me some really sort of wise words and just saying nathan you you, you, you know you're really talented yeah. you need to be really strong um, I can see big, the big things for you, and just give me loads, 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 loads of encouragement, encouragement, but not in like a, a false sort of praise way. Yeah, yeah. Um, being really genuine with me, um, and yeah, he just sort of got alongside you and, and encouraged you a lot. Yeah. Um, and actually, I tried to track him down actually, you know, and I can't. I don't know. He's fallen off the face of the earth. He's not on social media. Oh, I hate I that. Yeah, it'd be really nice <laughs> to sort of say, you know what, Mister Singh, you're ace. You know what I mean? But um, there we go. Oh, that's lovely. Um, who would you say your inspiration within education is now? Oh, that's a good one. Um, it's going to sound really cheesy, but I work with a really good team at school. Yeah. Um, the teachers are so sort of up for um, trying things out. And I'd say the staff around me do inspire me. I hope I inspire them. Maybe I do. Yeah. Um, they certainly do inspire me and we do sort of learn from each other on a, on a regular basis. So that's a really cheesy answer, but that's genuinely It's a great answer though, and it's honest. Um, where do you think education needs to go in the next 10 years? Now, I think, I think where it needs to go, <laughs> because, because um, obviously the, 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 we have the technology which is advancing at a very, very fast pace. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think that our exam system is sort of responding to that very well at mm -hmm. the moment. So it's sort of like, okay, we need to get these, these kids tech savvy. We need to make sure... They're able to be digital citizens. Yeah. Um, however, they've still got, got to go into an exam hall and sit in the exam, yeah. exam desk for two, for two hours. 
And I don't think that's the best way of assessing no. what, what students can do. Um, at the same time, I'm not sure they need to go into exam hall where there's a computer and do something like that either. I think there needs to be some other way of assessing students mm-hmm. on more sort of like a, a fluid fluid basis yeah. using the, te- the technology which, which they have in their hands. So I can see there'd be sort of small changes over the next few years. Um, but if I was to make that change, I'd make it a bit, a bit sooner and, yeah. and try and re- reassess how we do that. Um, because at the moment, even though I'm sort of saying to teachers, this is, this is a really good way to sort of assess um, students' understanding. Teachers saying to me, well, actually, our students have still got to go into an exam hall yes, with a pen and paper in their hand. Well. And they need that practice, um, which I completely, completely understand. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's about having the exam still for the moment, but also having other ways. You know, I guess like sometimes there's coursework, maybe looking at that element of it. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, and we kind of lost that over the past sort of few years, you know, yeah. that coursework element uh, yeah. to a certain degree. Um, and I, I, kind of, I kind of understand why. And I think students do need to be able to sit and write at length. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's definitely a skill they need to have. Yeah. Um, but there's so many other things and ta- talents and skills which could be assessed as well. You it. know, ha- we're sat here now making, uh, making a podcast, yeah. you know, and this is a skill that all students are going to need and to actually hone. Because a lot of st- kids are doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, when they go on social media, they're doing silly things. Yeah. Um, uh, they actually need to be able to, to, to hone what they're doing and to be able to go and present, whether it's to video or to a group of people, yeah. and assess that kind of thing as well. No, you're absolutely right. In fact, um, when I had Lee Parkinson on and we talked about technology, you know, he said at the end of the day, everything is about writing first. So even now we're having this podcast, I've got my iPad because I've got the questions on. I've thought about the questions. We had a conversation. You know, it might be a loose plan, but there's a plan. Definitely. Otherwise, we're just chatting rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's that kind of thing, isn't it? That, <laughs> yes, podcasts, um, they're still quite new, I think, even though they've been around a decade. You know, they're not Netflix yet, but it's coming. Um, and soon everyone's going to be listening to podcasts. But at the end of the day, there is a plan behind it. You can't just go, oh, yeah, I'll do do a podcast today. No, exactly. Yeah, you've got to plan it, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, last question then. What did you want to be when you grew up? I want to be an action hero. So so not a superhero, but an action hero. I'm talking like um, Will Smith, Bruce Willis in Die Hard, yeah. um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Last Action <laughs> Hero. That was what I wanted to be. I wanted to, well, I wanted to go and act in, in action films. Obviously, yeah. it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> There's still, Not yet, there's still time. time. Also That's a, growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't happened yet. <laughs> also want to be a fireman. Um, and yeah, if I'm way into, into teaching, so I can be an action hero every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely was cheesy. Yeah. Got that bit. <laughs> oh, I'm not cutting that out. <laughs> but thank you so much for uh, joining me on the Teachers Podcast. It's been Really, really useful, and um, I know it's going to be a great listen. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you so much for listening. It was clear to me how much Nathan was invested in using technology in his school in effective ways, rather than just as a gimmick to give the children an iPad lesson, or to save the teachers from marking that particular lesson. To me, It was more about adapting what you're already doing to incorporate iPads to improve the teaching and learning rather than just slotting it in on purpose. I hope that you've gained real value by listening to Nathan passionately share his knowledge. Let me know which techniques you've given a go. 
you'll find everything that Nathan talked about in the show notes. And let me know which other people you'd like to hear from and what you'd like me to ask them. If it's the first time that you're listening to the Teachers Podcast, then check out our other episodes for some more great listens. We've been securing some more fantastic guests for you. And if you want to request that someone is on the podcast, then you can let us know in our Facebook group called The Teachers Podcast Community. This episode is live now on YouTube, so don't forget to subscribe to our channel. And did you love this episode? Please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.